Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selective, it's Friday afternoon and I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Gallagher, who's otherwise known as the Voice of Value. How's it going, Paul? Not too bad. Happy to be here. Slight um, personal disasters this afternoon. But <laughs> technical issues, that, like technical issues I, we'll, I don't even know if I can blame on technology. But anyway, we'll move on. All is well. Yeah, we should probably explain the um, depths that we go to to record this podcast. Your company sitting in your car, having been locked out of the office, is that correct? That's pretty much it. But by locked out such a stretch, I forgot my key, so that's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's the situation yeah. we're in. I'm not sorry, I can't believe anyone else. <laughs> anyway, it won't stop us. We'll crack on. We've got, uh, I think it's five tips for this weekend coming up. I, I kept adding. Yeah. I kept adding more the more I, the more I dug into it, the more I found. So uh, hopefully, quite a good week ahead of us. You did. I was scared to check my phone at some point uh, earlier this afternoon, but uh, we've got five lined up. We're also going to have a, a chat with the Betfair Chase as well, um, so we'll get stuck into them pretty quickly. Last week, another profitable week for us on the podcast, albeit we only had one runner in the end up. Yeah, two runners. One of them was a non-runner, so your money back on that. And then Sky Pirate um, looked like it was absolutely cruising um, coming round the bend, but uh, only got a place in the end, but 16-1 tip, so We'll take the place, and uh, another that's three profitable weeks in a row, so no complaints, and we'll be back in Sky Parrot next time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's in the notebook. Yeah. Speaking of which, the first one that we're going to have a look at uh, on Saturday is one from the notebook. Didn't quite live up to expectations last time round, but we're kind of hoping that it's in better shape for the run out last month. Yeah, um, fixed son from the Nicky Henderson yard. Um, I'm giving it another chance. Um, it, it actually ended up finishing. On, on paper, um, it looked pretty crap. Um, when you look at the form, I think it was like 15th of 17 or something like that. When we tipped it on the 24th of October, I think that was, 23rd of October. Um, but that doesn't tell the full story. Horse travelled really well and looked, was, was was going quite well and then just faded at the end. So I'm thinking it might be um, that it wasn't perfectly tuned up for the first race of its season so I'm going to give Fix Sun another chance we're getting we're getting compensated with a nice big price at 14 to 1 so um, um, this is a good race so there's plenty of, plenty of decent opposition um, but I'm going to give another chance with a, a small each way bet at 14 to 1 yeah, so just to confirm, that's in the 150 at Haydock. I don't think we mentioned that. So, uh, we didn't, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to make it a wee bit easier for you to find that one. So it's Fixed Sun yeah. in the 150 at Fixed Sun, we should also mention, as we as we always do, there's extra places at work for us with Sky Pirate last week. Um, yeah. We take the extra places and get you each way value. So um, Hills are offering six places, actually, which seems to be the best in the market for this one. Although they're slightly less in the price, they're 12 to 1. And then you're getting five places with Coral, um, Unibet. There's quite a few or five places, but Coral, Unibet, and Lad. Oh no, not Ladbrokes actually. Um, they are five places. So it's a, it's a toss up on that. I'd maybe just go with the twelve to one yeah. with Hills six six places each way. Take that extra place, yep, indeed. Yeah. Okay, moving on quickly. Um, we're going to go to the two hundred five at Ascot, and it's unlikely to take that on a, a four runner race. Um, but you you yeah. quite fancy real steel to. Um, I do. I just think the prices are wrong here. Yeah. yeah, it looks looks like a really good race in prospect. Um, Imperial Aura is one who will have gone in people's notebooks or will be well known to people because it won a handicap after being well back to the festival. Um, so it was, it was a well gambled on um, favourite. 
that won a handicap, so there'll be people that have got money in their pockets as a result of the horse, or those who had, weren't on the gamble will think, oh, we keep an eye out for that one next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is... Um, this is this is a, a, a sort of graded chase now. So we're out a handicap company. This is the, the sort of the best quality of horses against running against each other. Um, so he, he's on on strictly on the ratings, um, Imperial Aura has to give quite a bit away um, in terms of weight to Real Steel. So they basically Real Steel's rated a better horse, but they're carrying r- roughly the same weight in, in, in simple terms. Um, Real Steel's this is the first run for. Paul Nichols for the horse that's come yep. across from Ireland, um, yep. and I think uh, I think it's a, a classy horse. It's his first run of the season, so Peter Lawrence had a run already this season. Ran well, won first time out, but uh, Real Steel won last year um, first time out as well, so I wouldn't be concerned about that. So uh, I just thought Real Steel should be favourite, and it's 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 just slightly second favourite. I would have made Real Steel something like six to four, thirteen to eight. Uh, in this race, and it's two to one, so that's that race is a wee win bet for me. Yeah, not much in it. I think um, Imperial Aura is as big as fifteen to eight. Real Steel is as short as fifteen to eight with Unibet, so not much. It might to be say one of those then. Yeah, the money might come for one or the other on the, on the morning of. Eh? So, but yeah. I, I think if you can get the two to one Real Steel, I think that's value. As I say, if if the money does come over and it ends up going off at five to four, I wouldn't be as interested. So it's, yeah. it's just basically a price decision. Price based, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Next up, we're back at Haydock, and this is much more like it in terms of voice of value territory. <laughs> <laughs> and we're looking at a forty to one shot here, and uh, what is that? Currently nineteen running in the the Betfair Exchange Stairs handicap. Yeah. Um, Horse, this is a cracking race as well. By the way, there's plenty of um, plenty of decent horses in this one. Um, the one I'm going for is, is a fairly exposed horse. He's a ten-year-old um, horse called Flashjack. So he's been around the course. Um, everybody sort of knows what he's capable of. Um, but I think he's got the conditions to suit here. It's going to be muddy. You know, probably. I mean, it's absolutely bouncing off the ground here. So that's, and it's it's soft currently at Haydock. So I suspect. Um, by the time they, by the time we go to post on this, it will probably have turned heavy, knowing what Haydock's like. Um, so a, a, a sort of tough three miles and heavy ground round Haydock um, over hurdles is exactly what Flashjack wants. In saying that, there are other younger, less exposed horses in the race, but you're getting forty to one. So for me, a small each way. Um, the Henry Daly Yard have been popping up with decent performances um, in, in big Saturdays in the last few weeks. Um, people remember what more a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I just I fancy Flashjack as a sort of value bet to nothing really. Forty to one, you're getting extra places, hills, Betway, and others. Yeah, so, it's probably uh, bottom of the betting. Um, at bet three six five at fifty to one, but if you want I, the extra places, you can get thirty threes, uh, Paddy Power or Betfair. Um, although I, I guess bet three six five will probably be doing their enhanced places as well, uh, which they tend to do in some of the the bigger fields. Yeah, I think it's just um, an interesting one. He's, he's the absolute rough in the field, but um, I, I don't <laughs> think he's forty to one. Ah, exactly, and you know, forty to one, he's been dropped a couple of pounds from his last run, etc., etc., etc. Yeah, I think he's got he's got a wee squeak. Worth a quid. Yeah, exactly. All right, next up at Haydock is the bet for your chase. Although you don't have a, a tip as such in this one, it's a, a race you just wanted to cover pretty quickly. Yeah, just wanted to mention it because it's the big race of the week. Um, We'll see um, Clan de Zobo, the impressive King George winner from last year. It's, it's his first race of the season, and we'll see him going up against Lost in Translation. Um, sort of uh, sort of nearly horse in terms of Gold Cups and what have you. Um, 
he's, he looks to be the sort of coming force in the stay and chase division. And there's also Bristol Demai, who is a course and distance specialist at Haydock, absolutely loves it. Um, so it's basically between those three. And Bells Hill, people will notice, is transferred across from, um, I think he was with Willie Mullins latterly um, in Ireland. Um, but he's, he's come across and he's now running for Sandy Thompson Yards, changed ownership. So it'd be nice to see that um, him getting a run across in the UK. But um, I don't think um, current form would be good enough. Keeper Hill's total outsider. Can't see him get involved. So it's between the three of them. Um, I, uh, if you pushed me, if you said you've got a free 20 quid, I'd probably put on Clanders Obo. Five to two, I thought that was pretty good value for a King George winner. But it's first time out, so you can, can never be certain. Um, but it would just be a, a horse, a, a race, excuse me, worth watching um, with the King George in mind in December, yeah. and then obviously the Gold Cup in mind as well. Um, particularly Lost in Translation would be one that, that I think they'll be aiming at the Gold Cup this year. Um, and Clanders Obo will certainly be going to try and defend his crown at the King George in, uh, on Boxing Day. Yeah, so you're keeping your money in your pocket for this one, but you're getting I your just watching brief. Yep. Indeed. Okay, I, I don't think I'll ever get used to some of these race times, but the 317 at Ascot is our next mad, destination. <laughs> uh, and you quite fancy Bryony Frost's mounting this one. I do, yeah, but this is an incredible race. Um, so, eight runners in a handicap, and uh, five of them won last time out. So, <laughs> good luck in that, trying to find the uh, trying to find the winner. But I just thought of the prices. Um, Abbey Magic, um, who, who Bryony rides, um, had a decent chance. I think conditions should suit nicely. And uh, I would say one last time out and is in, is in form. But, you know, you've got to keep an eye on Amula Gold, Magic Saint, who should probably go off favourite. First Flow, who had a brilliant season last year, but this is first time out this year. So I just thought on balance, Abbey Magic was worth a, a small each way. I won't be going mad in this race just simply because there's at least five of them that look like um, they could win it. You know, having won last time out and being progressive. But uh, it'll be a f- fascinating race to watch, I think. Yeah, it was a tight little race, uh, perfect for each way back as we eight runners in it, if you can find some value. Exactly, if it goes to seven, um, I would actually, I'd, I'd probably just leave the race. Um, it's each way attraction yeah. of six to one, Abbey Magic, that's, sort of, that's got me involved. So uh, if they, they drop down to seven, I'd maybe just give it a body swell. Yeah, okay. And last but not least, we've got rattling through them this week, um, it's the 3.35 at Haydock, and you're looking at Kings Monarch in this one, who's got a £5 rise to contend with. Yeah, £5 rise for a good reason. Um, won nicely last time and is one of the more sort of progressive horses in the field. I would have made Kings Monarch close to favour here. Actually, I was quite surprised that we're getting 8 to 1 at the moment, um, as far as I could see. So I think that's very fair. Um, there, there's other horses in the race that we can to be concerned about, but quite a few of them. This is a, a real plodder's race. Um, you know, a sort of staying chase at Haydock. Um, over the, these sort of distances, it will be uh, mud, mud splattered um, jerseys all over the place, and um, it will take take one. I think that's got a wee bit in hand to win it. Um, so yeah, Kings Monarch. To me, I'm just looking now. Actually, I've seen I'm seeing it to one. I'm checking. I was checking. The eight to one seems to have gone. So yeah. I'm not the only one that thought that was a bit big. So we'll call it seven to one because um, by the time listeners get this, they won't they won't get the eights. Um, there's four places each way, quite a few firms, so I would certainly take that. Um, the one that I should mention, um, Don Polly races in this this race. Um, Don Polly's now an 11 year old, and she's changed hands from Jiggins Town and moved to a guy called Darren Yates. Um, so he's now trained by the Skeltons. But they make him favourite for this, the bookies, and I, I cannot see that myself. He's dropped down in the ratings by miles, but he hasn't really shown anything. Um, I love Don Polly, I tipped him for a gold cup. By reputation. Play. 
Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think that's it. I think it might just be people going, oh, oh, here we go. Here's Don Polly back. Um, and and it is a, it's the sort of race that you'd think he would enjoy. Re- a real slog, um, three miles that will feel, well, it's three miles, four furlongs, so it'll feel like about, about four miles by the time they get through the mud at Haydock. But, um, yeah, I think it's a stretch to, to see him. He would need to come back to not his best, but he'd need to come back to sort of performances that he had maybe two, three seasons ago. He's not really shown anything in recent years um, to suggest that he can win this. And certainly, what I thought was, Maybe he will recapture it if he's about sixteen to one. I might tip him small, a small way <laughs> at sixteen. He's eleven to two favourite, and I'm like, I think that's just madness. Um, so yeah, King's Monarch for me, seven to one, good bit each way, and um, just get yourself behind the couch because it could get pretty grim going up the, the street um, as they try to clamber over the last. I just hope you're not sitting in your car outside your office this time next week. Good morning, <laughs> Don Polly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be sitting at my desk the morning Don Polly wasn't up. <laughs> oh, you say that. Okay, good stuff. Um, can you just give us a wee recap then of your five tips for Saturday? I can indeed. So in chronological order, uh, the 150 Haydock Fixed Sun, 14 to 1 each way. 205 Ascot Real Steel, 2 to 1 win bet. 225 at Haydock Flashjack, 40 to 1 each way. 317 at Ascot Abbey Magic 6 to 1 each way and the 335 at Haydock Kings Monarch and 7 to 1 each way for that. Nice one. Now remember if you want more tips from Paul you can follow him on Twitter at the Voice of Value and of course he posts his tips on the Mr Fixit's tips uk site where you can see more of his thoughts on Saturday um, you can have a wee read he's right up for these races there as well and that's us for this week um, hopefully you get in your office pretty soon Paul or is that you for the weekend? Ah uh, that's me I'm going up the road for the disaster well, enjoy your pint <laughs> good luck to everyone enjoy the weekend Bye. best of luck cheers cheers